Hello everyone. We're taking down the vibe a bit, you know, we're keeping it nice and chill this week. Your boy Matthew. At lefty lucky underscore on Twitter. You know what the deal is. Got my sultry. Turn the lights down low voice on because we're playing R and B in the background. I'm here with my main man. My hundred grand. Introduce yourself, brother. You know who it is. It's your boy Jamali. You, you know, know this Jamali's voice got a little low too? Not even, bro. <laughs> 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 this guy's on his uh, Luther Vandross trip tonight. <laughs> nah, we just got some R&B in the background. We're chilling right now, you know, kicking back. Hey, summer vibe, baby. Yeah, summer vibes, man. It's just the two of us. How it should be, I feel, man. Because yeah. we, just, we just got this connection, you know what I'm saying? Hey. You know, like originally we had a plan to like have a, a female guest on and we had like some great topics to talk about, but unfortunately she couldn't be here. I'm not going to say what her name is because it's still going to be a surprise when she shows up. But, you know, you got the two of us. The show must go on as per it usual. Must. So uh, let's start the show off the right way. How was your week? How's the mental health? How's everything going? Yeah, man, it was a blessed week. I could finally say I'm done my academic classes. I got two exams left. Trying to get that shit out of the way. Almost there, man. We're almost there. Oh, yeah. So happy to hear it. So happy to hear it, man. Yeah, Just crush it, bro. That's all you got to do. Just Just crush it. One step at a time. And, you know, this time next week, though. This time next week, it'll be official. I'll be a free man. Free. (laughs) You'll be like, yo, I kicked the shit out of them. (laughs) No doubt, man. It's good to see it come to an end. It's always good completing something. You know what I mean? Especially when you start it. Yeah. The great feeling. Oh, dude, I remember, man, just my last semester. It's like you see that light at the end of the tunnel. And with every week that goes by and like all the work that you still have to do, you feel like although I'm getting closer to it, it's looking further and further away. It's kind of funny, though, (laughs) because as much as I have a lot of work left to do, it's almost like there was a flip of my mentality. Whereas like year one, semester one, it was just like, you know what I mean? Because it's like now literally I'm just like the excited. beginning. I, yeah. I'm just like excited. Let me, let me just put Because like in, two in year hours. one, it's like there, there's two ways of it. It's like there's the excitement of, you know, I'm starting this like journey. You right. know, it's like it's the first step. It's the first day, first class. You know, like there's an excitement to that. Like right. who are you going to meet? How are your class going to be? Are you going to enjoy it, et cetera? But then there's a point in like year one where it's like you really get hit with the type of work you're going to be doing. Yeah. And understanding that it only gets harder, harder. as you progress. Yeah. And there's a bit of a freak out in that moment as well. You know, it's, it's funny because like in every every field I've studied in so far, it's like we have like this image of what we're going to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> Year one is the rude awakening that is yeah. nothing like what you expect. Oh, I, I and it's not even just year one. I feel like it's every beginning of the semester. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to study hard. I'm going to be like in the books 24-7. Nothing's going to stop me. And it's like, you maybe do that for a week or two. Bro. But then you get to a point where you're just like, I'm going to lose my Bro, you don't mind. do that at all. Because especially like <laughs> our college days. Okay, like, well, CJEP was different. We then. forgot we were in school once we got to school. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was, I, I remember days going to school. And literally just not going to class. Yeah, that happened. Or there were times where we'd be in school and we did not have class. And like, I mean, like be in school at like eight, nine in the morning yeah, my and not leave till like 10, 10 11 at yeah. night. And either we had class or didn't have class, but we were all just like chilling. chilling. Or we would like go to our class for like 
15, a half hour. Half an hour. <laughs> and like, you, you know how many times I've left my bag in a classroom? <laughs> uh, when I go back, it's like either new classes in there or it's like literally nobody. <laughs> I wasn't that bad. Oh, yeah. If man. I was walking out, I was walking out. Like, I didn't give a fuck. Like, the nah. bag is coming with me. Nah. I just left <laughs> it behind because I felt guilty, you know? Yeah. I was like, oh, man. Now she's going to think I walked out on her class again. Like, give her hope <laughs> that I'll be right back. <laughs> Can't do that shit in university, though. No. Nah. It was not the same. It was too expensive to play with. <laughs> that, too. When it's coming out of your pocket, you're like, no, yep. fuck this shit. I'm not feeling a single College class. was chill, bro. One, what were we paying? Like $124 a year, a semester? Something like that. I was oh, like, yeah. cheap. Dirt play cheap. money. Once I got to university and I'm 15, what? Excuse me? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. It was bad because it'd be like each class, like depending on what you were in, could range anywhere between like $400 to like $800 yeah. a course. But on top of that, you still had to buy your books, books. then like your supplies and all that oh. shit. Like before you knew it, like even though like for us, it's relatively cheaper Cheap. than anywhere else. Comparative to other places in the but world. But in yeah. most cases for us, like we paid it out of pocket, you know, unless like you went for like the bursaries or but even or if you did like go that. for the bursaries you still you yeah, know like you, you only got one shot at it anyway yeah it was, you know what I mean? like, no, it was too much but <sighs> no it's good to come to the end of something it's gonna be the beginning of a new road so anyway i'm telling you like when you walk out of that class from your last exam there's gonna be this like breath like you're gonna take that deep breath and exhale and just be like it's the best feeling in the world the best feeling is when you leave an exam and you know you pass. Yeah. And you're not too. going back. I just hope, yeah, I hope you don't walk out of any of your exams. You're just like, oh, Question no, is, that's man. the worst <laughs> feeling. Yo, man. Yo, you know, I mean, like, that's happened to me before. Like, I've passed, but it's just like, we're just like, yo, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I've that anywhere in this semester. Like, I hope I bullshitted that enough. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're just like, yo, fuck it. Like, I hope it just, you know, I hope they don't notice that yeah. I really didn't know. <laughs> hey. What about you? How was your week, man? My week was actually, like, this week went by really fast for me. Like, surprisingly fast. That's a good thing. Yeah, no, like, I'm not complaining about it either, you know? Like, it was just one of those weeks where, like, I didn't have, like, too many of, like, the family things to worry about. You know, work was nice and smooth. Friend stuff was chill. Had a lot of, like, me time, which was great. Like, oh, that's always a good. lot of, like, it, it was a lot of, like, self, like, help and self-work and just like making sure i was no that's like a vacation even though i didn't have one you know like yeah. it, was, it was really nice when you have a slow but a fast pace when i say slow in terms of drama activity yeah like it, as far as like busyness busyness yeah, once that slows slow. down and your week is moving fast it's the best yeah exactly. feeling in the world all you want to do is just exactly get to work was you know and by the time lunchtime come around you're like mm, i'm yeah. halfway there like i legit had a few days where i was just like you know what man like it, it was nice like you know, like, we had, like, a lot of, like, warm days this yeah. week. But, like, in the evening, it, like, cooled down a bit. So, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to roll up a couple of J's, go for a walk. Look at this guy. I'm just like, you know, I'm just... Drug talk. What do you mean drug talk? It's marijuana, man. That's natural. <laughs> what are you talking about, drug talk? You guys talking about the seasoning. You know, so, I, like, rolled up a couple joints, you know, went outside, walking down Maze Enough, smoking my weed. Are you calling out street names like that? Yeah, I can walk. Maze Enough, man. It's a big street. It's a very big street. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying the cross streets. I'm just saying Maze You might as well. No, I'm not going to. Well, look, everybody. Well, yeah. Majority of people who listen to this. And even if you don't and you're not in the city, like I live in NDG. There you go. So, I mean, pff, it, people see me all the time in NDG. Oh, you trying to say you're a hood star. 
I didn't say I'm a hood star. Oh, look at you. I keep to myself, okay? I'm I a hood celebrity. I enjoy myself. I enjoy my neighborhood. It's a beautiful place. And it's a beautiful place to, like, walk around and just smoke joints. Yeah, that street is pretty good when the lights are on. The lights are always on. Bro, Amaz- I Dude, live- I jog on Maisonneuve all the time at night. Like the nights I used are to on. live on Maisonneuve. My first apartment was on Maisonneuve. Well, maybe back then, when you were living there, the lights weren't Bro, on. I'm not that old. But like it seemed days, like I lived there in the 60s. You know, now that I'm there, the lights are always on. You can jog on that street at night because you don't have too many bicycles passing. It's great. Bro, or you can just walk and smoke a jet. May- maybe, maybe all the people, you know, the bad people are out. I remember getting my tires slashed, and I knew nobody. How long ago was this? Uh, this was 2007. 10 years, 11 years 11 ago. 11 years ago? I mean, I, I can honestly say NEG's been uh, cleaned up really nice, man. The beautiful neighborhood. It's where it's at. Yeah. Beautiful stuff. Beautiful stuff. Yeah, that was pretty much my week. It was nice and chill. Nice and relaxed. I feel like I I found me again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Do you, man. Also, quick shout out to my friends Mina and Jeffrey. They had their birthday party last week, and it was litty to titty. It was great. Had a, such a fun time partying with those guys. Great times, man. Great times. So, happy birthday shout out. I gave it to you. There you go. <laughs> guy. Even though it was last week. <laughs> Not even belated. You act like you on time. Well, no. Well, I saw them on the day of. Obviously, I partied with them. We had a great time. So, I mean, I not technically have to stay belated. I'm just saying it again, you know? That's what's showing love. Right, so, where we started a show at? I say we started at the greatest basketball player of all time. I just need you to say his name, though. Oh, I'm going to say his name because I'm saying this because I truly feel he is the greatest basketball player of all time. I think he's the greatest human who ever played basketball. LeBron King James, the greatest basketball player of all time. Why? Because on the court, he is phenomenal. But off the court, in his life, as a man and as a leader, he is even greater than what he is on the court. Thank God Jason's not here. Imagine somebody as good as he is at his sport being at such a pinnacle and such a top of the mountain and he's able to surmount that in his real life. Building a school for at-risk children to succeed. Hey, you're not, that, that's something that's great. You know, it's a great lesson. You're never too far ahead to reach back and help somebody. Which is one of the things I love. And you know, like it's funny because when... Last season, there were those comments that came out where he was basically defending Steph Curry against what President Trump had yeah. said. Yeah. And basically calling him a bum. And everybody was telling him, oh, just stick to dribbling the basketball uh, yeah. and stuff like that. But because he was dribbling that basketball so well all his life, he was able to do something that all those people can just shut the fuck up about. Well, I mean, you know. We could be honest, like he he wanted to leave high school early to play ball. He ended up graduating high school, don't have a college degree, and he's making it possible for a lot of people. Yeah. Who don't have a skill set like he he did, like basketball or music or whatnot, but like may have academic, maybe gifted academically, but not financially. Yeah. Exactly. He's facilitate. He's been facilitating it. Yeah. Uh, I think he sent somewhere around forty or. A large number of kids, he's been doing that from since he started. Yeah, though he's he's had scholarships because of his foundation. Right, he's 
put a lot of kids through schools, help pay tuitions for, co- for students going to college. Right. But with this school now in particular in his hometown of Akron, Ohio, it helps specifically kids that are at risk that are falling behind. So it's set up so that they can basically catch up to the curriculums that they're a part of, wh- whichever the age group is, longer school years to really help narrow the focus on those problem sections that these kids have yeah. and on top of it everything that's implemented with this school is about not just helping the kids but also their families as well right so you have they have a ged courses that are going to be offered for the parents and also uh they have basically workshops and and things that help them get jobs opportunities so right right off the bat like you're you're going to like the root of what a lot of children's issues in school is which is like families not being able to make ends meet. Well, because it starts at home, right? Yeah, exactly. It starts at home. And on top of it, too, like they have a food bank that's going to be implemented that parents can go grab the food that they need so that they can give their kids healthy food at home and, and prepare healthy meals. So it, just those, like from the groundwork of like where it's beginning is amazing. But then on top of that, kids that graduate from this school are being promised four years tuition paid at Akron University when they graduate high school. Wow. So it's like everything that's being implemented in this is it's honestly just it's beautiful it's because beautiful also and it's so big like it's such a concept that more like hopefully not necessarily like every celebrity has to but it would be good to see more initiative taken from right. celebrities in the type of position that he's in at, at the very right least. but i mean we're looking at it from the beneficial aspect for the children yeah but you it takes people to run these organization and schools and programs She's actually essentially creating jobs. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's he's really rebuilding, you know, the economic structure, you know, that they lost, you yeah. know, after um I believe it was Goodyear, the 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 factory in uh uh Cleveland shut down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like even, you know, that's that's great. Like I don't even know how to say. It. Like that's a beautiful thing. And oh, I think it is beautiful. And like selfless. the crazy thing about it too is like you would think someone like him like any athlete when they're opening a school you would think for the most part it's a school for like athletes and like teaching athletics but at no point in the announcement of this school did i hear anything about sports and trust me the announcement was so it's focusing on on education and it wasn't even focused on him because i remember seeing the press release for it and i was just like oh lebron james and i already knew he did stuff to help kids you know whether pay their tuition or you know scholarships whatnot so i never really read too deep into it yeah. until you know you mentioned and i was like wow that's a beautiful no thing. It's, it's honestly like probably the greatest off-season announcement about an athlete that's ever happened you know like at the time for us here in montreal when pk soup and suban pledged 10 million dollars to the children's center in the cusm right. that was a big deal too oh most definitely you know because it's like you're as an athlete, you know, you're taking that initiative and saying like, I'm even if it's not directly out of my paycheck, I'm going to be finding ways to like do fundraisers and do contributions towards hitting this goal of ten million dollars for this hospital to help the chi- like the children's yeah. section of this hospital. That's like when we heard that announcement, like just. But it was actually ten million. Just to clarify, it was ten million of his own money. No, I don't believe it, it was because it was he was given a million dollars a year for each year of his contract or something like that. Or something. Actually, you're right. It was no, it was a contribution. Yeah, because okay. I, I think I can't remember exactly what his total contract was, but it, it was. It but was essentially, a lot of money. like, yeah, he w- he. W- I think it was around like the nine point something mark. Yeah, a year, but but it was for ten years. The, the pledge was to just make sure at the end, like 
10 million would be raised for it because he did oh. a lot of fundraisers like he had like his like that year that he did the just for last gala yeah. there was like donations that were being put contributed towards the children's hospital in the cusm and then like he like a lot of the things that he was doing throughout that year and even still doing because i'm not sure if like they already hit 10 million yet or not but no, they haven't but but it's I know he like every, a lot of the fundraisers that he's a part of. Like he comes back to Montreal to do fundraising all the time to help. And he does it where he's at right now, down in Nashville. Yeah. He also have the same exact program set up there. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I think last Christmas, uh, he was able to, you know, give a mother of five a brand new home, renovate their kitchen. It was pretty much a beautiful day. And I yeah. like the fact that he got his teammates involved. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you know, as as fans of athletes, you kind of look up to them and you're almost like, oh, these people are not, you know, they don't live the life, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. But for them to be as humble, being that good in whichever sport they're in, to remember like where they came from. Yeah. And take the initiative to, to actually go back, to try to make a difference. And not like, I'm not calling people phony, but a lot of athletes do a lot of things where, you know, they would have corporations put money up and they'll stand in front of it. Yeah, no, you know what I mean. True, it's like, always good to see I, when athletes I feel like take their own money. Anytime an athlete, like even if they're just the face of it, it's good to see it. It is good to see, but also like it's it's even better when they believe in what you yeah, know the exactly. process is and what they're. It's trying not to, essentially like right. their duty, you know. Right. Like this, they have to contribute in some right. type of way towards charity. This so is like, a, this is a, what a they're free doing. will decision, yeah. and I think it's great. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, LeBron leaving Cleveland in this offseason wasn't... I'm sure a lot of them are not happy about it. And I'm glad, and I hope at least, that what he's doing right now is not overshadowed by that. Because what he's doing no. is greater than yeah, anything else. But that's else. the thing. Like, I feel like at this point, too, like the, the one thing Cleveland really wanted from him was a championship. And they got it. He gave him that. Like, he gave him three straight years in a row of finals, gave you one championship. Like, he kept no, his promise. No, four years straight. Four years, yeah, with, with Cleveland. No. Kept his promise. But then on top of that, it's like, we always knew he was doing work in the community as it was. Oh, yeah. So, like, he's never turned his back on Cleveland or even Akron, for that matter. Like, he's never turned his back on Ohio. No, for sure. Given the fact that, like, he's been in like miami during that time but even now him going to la like he still very much wants that community of his to thrive and wants it to get better and the the best and smartest way to do that is to look towards the future of that community which oh, are the kids that are and you start up. from a young age right exactly and you, you know. need to like implement those positive and constructive habits in children during those tender years like especially like i i remember i can't remember if it was on a I believe it was a podcast I was listening to where they talked about how at the third grade, you're th depending on your reading level, that is where a lot of the determination comes into like whether you're going to be successful or end up in jail. Wow. And jails are actually constructed based on that percentage dynamic. Oh, yeah. The prison, the school to prison pipeline. Yeah. We hear about it all so the like time. So if they see at the third grade, like there was a higher percentage of like a lower reading level, like completely below average then they know like that's an error where if they were to set up a prison when that age group goes up it'll be more of a criminal active age wow which is that's fun. sad that such study even exists yeah it is sad wow. that such a study exists but understanding that 
like people have gone no that, absolutely you're that type counteract of route. it right exactly it's the counteraction so it's like if you know like that type of statistic is out there and like they're using it in a way to basically prepare themselves for crime right the better solution would be to prepare yourself them to take them out, out of, that. of that so having this type of a school and providing them options you know what i mean exactly and and you're having on top of it, it's like this is a school that it's a public school and it's geared towards helping the ones who need, need it the most yeah you know like you're falling behind that's fine we are here to help you we're here to catch you up well and it's also a good thing too i mean i mean i remember in high school i, I i'm not proud of these moments but they existed where you you know you're in high school and your teacher tells you know the kid we call the slowest one to read a paragraph and he's gonna stutter and be yeah. a shit you know reading out loud yeah, yeah. I, I was one to laugh even though i'm a shy person myself um but it's also great that you don't feel like you you could could see like the people around you you guys are all in the same boat there's a, a sense of relativity you could relate to each other you don't have to feel like oh i'm the dumbest one here or yeah you know what i mean it helps build their self-confidence as well well yeah that that's the and i think that's I was, key as well and people pursuing like their, when you have goals. those are because i mean no matter what high school you went to or even elementary at that point like reading out loud you knew the ones who could read out loud really well and you knew the ones who struggled with it and it's not a confidence booster when you're in a class and you know you're not at the reading like you can read but when it comes to reading out loud it's almost like public speaking right you know like public speaking is one of the biggest fears in the world that My people have for it to this day and it's it's not because you can't actually do it it's just a simple fact of like it's that mental block that you get while you're doing it knowing everybody's attention is focused on you yep. so it's that exact same thing when you're reading out loud you know like i'm one of the people that like i can read out loud like doesn't matter like i could pull up paragraphs on my phone right now and just start reading no matter you who's like, around. You like you like that presentation lifestyle yeah like i don't mind it at all I but it. i know like people who do like they read all the time you know probably read better things than i read but ask them to read it in front of a group of people oh, and yeah. you would think they didn't get anything higher than like a grade three level in reading right just because it's that that mental block that comes with it but, but also what i'm saying is like the comparativeness because also too like I know you went to you, you went to I'm not gonna name your high school, but I know which high school you went to. And I know our high school are pretty much the same, other than the fact that we were mostly predominantly French and you were yeah. predominantly English. But it was the same thing. You know, you had people who came from good households, good background, good foundation, and you had those who didn't. And I feel like if his school offers that place where everybody's neutralized in the sense where you don't feel lesser than another person no. and your concern, your main concern every day is to learn and get better and not comparing, you know, your sneakers with the next person or whether, you know, that child had two parents at home and your mom's working yeah. two jobs. Like it's really good. And it, I like the fact that it's a longer school year yeah, because it gives them important. less time to be distracted yeah. and, you know, be, you know, have, I'm not saying kids shouldn't have free time. I think it's longer, plus it's uh, the hours are nine to five. Right. So it's essentially coincides with like majority of people's jobs. Right. It's nine to five, you know? So at least you know during those hours. Your kids, we your know kid where your is, kids are. You, exactly. You know where your kid is at and you know exactly the help that they're getting. And yeah, no, it's just, I really like what LeBron has done. That's man. amazing. And I hope, I, I like you said, I hope other athletes take from his model. And they don't have to do it on the scale because... 
you know, let's face it, LeBron is not broke. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's he has access to wealth. But, you know, even if you come from a small community and, you know, you could only offer this to 100 children, it's it's the way you start. It's not how you finish. Exactly. And I think a lot of athletes should do that. You may not be able to do it on LeBron's scale, but if you could take, you save 100 kids, you just saved a whole, pretty much a generation right yeah. there. You know what I mean? So, and if each, you know, each one you know do something like that i'll be beautiful to see long term how it could change especially in the african-american community uh and the, you know latin because there's a lot of good latin players out there that has access to those resources as well and even if you can't do it alone like group with friends yeah and, get a foundation you know what i mean couple your celebrity money together even even like i i think each major sports team should have a school like that in each community that they live it in. It would be good. You know what I mean? Like, But it, it, but even at that, like, to give majority of these sports teams credit, they do do a lot of work in their communities. No, I'm not saying they don't. And like, I, I, as far as, like, donating, helping, like, rebuild and keep the structure. Absolutely. Like, they do I, I Absolutely. But I think one thing is, is key is, is an educational institution that provides to those who can't afford yeah and yeah it's cool you rebuild a ice rink or you rebuild a basketball court or you build a community center but they're only going to come there for so long until you know something else attracts them in the streets yeah. or you know life of crime or whatever the case may be until they're distracted enough to just say you know what i'm not going to make it playing ball i'm not going to make it playing hockey i'm out you know what i mean yeah. but at least if they have a key understanding of life at, you know they're well educated access to information which is key bro it's endless what could happen big things man. i, th big I things. think really each sport team should aspire to at least have one school like that in their city and for that goes from major league baseball soccer football basketball mm. you know what i mean that'll be that'll be dope i'm with it man because how many of these like if you look at for example new york alone you have the Knicks, you have the Nets, you have the Yankees, Knicks, Nets, Rangers, you have the yeah, Mets, you have Yankees. the Rangers, you have the Islanders. Yeah. Like, you're talking at least, like, six schools, you know what I mean? So, and I mean, you know, you could put Jay-Z and Beyonce on that list, you know? <laughs> man, they've have, done a lot, too, man. We got the Carter, you know, I go to Carter High. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go back to school for that. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Like I go to Beyonce school, right? <laughs> Beyonce school for adults, okay? <laughs> no shame. Just trying to get a couple GEDs out here, ain't no problem. Ain't no problem. Don't mind me, mind your business, okay? Nah, Respect that's my dope. privacy. That really is dope. <laughs> I just see that he left the city, and he this is what he leaves behind. Not leave behind because I'm obviously sure he's actively involved. But this is like not a well, parting yeah, no, gift. It's, it's the foundation. But so the yeah, foundation, like, it's beautiful. It's really dope, like. When I under when I understood what that whole thing was about, I was just like, "Wow, <laughs> we're missing a lot. We 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 need pe good people out there to be doing shit like that, man." All right, all right. Next up, we're sh now that we got like that important praise out the way, should we jump into a little more chill, a little more ratchet? I mean, where where should we go with this? I mean, let's keep it positive, man. Okay, positive. Actually, no. I wanted to ask you something. I don't know if you heard that 19-minute song by R. Kelly. 
Nah. The I Admit. That's cool. I don't listen to that. Bro. I feel like at a certain point, it's just like, you're just throwing it in our face now. <laughs> How many weeks after weeks we say we live in a society of trolls, man? No, but R. R. Kelly's not worst, too worst, old bro. to know how to use the internet to garner attention. How many 13-year-olds know who R. Kelly is? I hope not a lot. Okay, not on that set. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about when we were growing up. None. <laughs> when we were growing up, like R. Kelly had a hit every single summer for like... 10 summers straight. He's always in our face, the Pied Piper of you know what I mean? Until I found out who Pied Piper was, and I was like, wait, what? He left the city with all the kids? Throwing it in our face. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, no, I didn't listen to it. I heard a lot of talk about it, but I, I don't want to propagate that whole narrative. I mean, I think at this point, I was on, you know this, we had this conversation before where I was just like, you know what? These girls are, you know, of age or whatever the case may be. But at this point, if he really did a song to that degree, it's it, the equivalent of OJ's book, What If I Did It? Yeah, well, the thing, like, the whole thing was just him basically going through all the things he's ever been scrutinized for. And, like, him saying, I admit, was not admitting to any crime. Right. He was basically saying, I admit I'm this. But then, I'm not this person that you're saying. Then, like, I admit, like, he had one line where he goes, I admit I love the ladies, both old and young. And I was like, whoa, whoa, careful there. But then, like, the following line is like, but I don't go after these, like, like basically underage girls, you know? But it's like, but didn't you, but I remember you what, got married to Aaliyah. <laughs> like, but Aaliyah lied. From what, what the story says, she lied. She lied about her age. Dude, and come they, on. Hold on, hold on. They also got eloped. So it wasn't like, you know, where it's. Have you uh, ever spoken to a 15 year old girl? Bro. I'm not defending R. Kelly. I just There's want to make no this clear. There's no way on earth you don't know a 15-year-old girl is 15 years old. Listen to me. Because what are they talking about? Listen to me. <laughs> How many grown men, you know, act like boys? Yeah. And therefore... But that's a mentality. But, like, but, but no, it's not a mentality. Because just like how, like... I'm sure at, when we were, like, 21, we could connect with 35-year-old women. I, at least not I can speak for myself. All levels, not on all levels. Actually, for on most levels, actually, on most levels. But the case in point is, I'm not. I don't want to deal with none of his past. What I'm saying is, I think at this point, if he did something like that, it's gonna come back to haunt him. Yeah, he's got to live with that, and he got to live with that. You know, this is not the era of Apparently haunting people, and huh? Said he can't read. Who? R. Kelly. Can't read. He said he can't read. Yo, it was in the song. I just went through like some of the highlighted wait, wait. lyrics. On he can't read, side. but he can write. I don't know how that works, bro. Well, I mean, that's amazing. I'm I sure someone on the team's just writing it down as he's singing it. <laughs> what is he, Nick Cannon from Drumline? <laughs> he doesn't know how to play them. He doesn't know how to read music, but something just printing out every time. Like, come on. <laughs> R. Kelly's a troll, bro. It's the same way where, like, you remember that picture that came out when he was, like, head-to-toe babe? Like, he's, like, yeah, 55. Like, oh, and, like, oh, he's 51, actually. I am no, but I'm just saying, but like, yeah. it's out of his era. And then there's also one thing I saw. I find it pretty funny. I don't know if this was edited. So, again, 
it was just funny. It was him having an interview with a reporter, and the reporter was like, you know, like, oh. <laughs> you know, like, uh, you're you're out here talking to these young girls, you know, and he's like, how young is young? You know, what I mean, like, wait, what? <laughs> if you have to ask how young is young, bro, there's something wrong with you. No, but I, I don't know if I it think was tra- like teenage, teenagers, yeah, yeah, and he was like. Yeah, and it was somewhere along the line. But I think the the word was teenage, and it was just like his reply was just no, like. But was that edited? Was no. that chopped up or put? No, or no that it was, wasn't. It wasn't. That was edited. really. Like, it was a direct answer. Wow. And that's why people were just like, "Wait, what? What? Like double take on that shit?" Yeah, like, I was like hey, this guy's <laughs> trolling now. Like trolling hard, hard. He's like Takashi six sixteen, bro. <laughs> He's out here wilding, bro. Like. He should have never like done that. Like, if we that. start seeing R. Kelly dancing in puddles in the rain. R. Kelly been doing that. <laughs> and R. Kelly been a scumbag. Like, yeah, what yeah, was that song with the Isley Brothers? Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. What's the name of that song? <laughs> no, that was a good song. Oh, shit. I can't believe I can't remember it. I know. Wasn't him and, and I can o- I can literally see the video of my yeah, head I know. right now. Where you, like, fucking pulled, like, the cane and it was, yeah, like, a knife. Yeah, sword. <laughs> And then same girl with Usher. Oh my god! You know what I mean? Like, no, R- I think the the worst display of just trolling from Mark Kelly was trapped in the closet, bro. I'm not gonna lie though. That was a I might when I when I first heard, it, I was like, this boy could write a musical. But this is the problem. Like, his music is really good. It's, it's the motivations behind I, this music hey. that makes me cringe when I hear it. There's a lot of evil motivation behind a lot of good things. My mind's telling me no. My body's my saying. My body's telling me yes. Yes. Hope it wasn't a 16-year-old girl in front of me. I, I just, the motivation for that line, it but makes it, me cringe. What happened to AJ but a number? <laughs> wasn't that he him? He wrote that song. Yeah, I know. That makes me cringe, bro. <laughs> like, like, come on, man. Oh, man. Pray for people like that. Ugh, that's all you could do. You know, just like, honestly... If he needs to get help, get help. And also, too, like, I, I, I'm going to stick with what I said. Like, a lot of it comes down to a lot of these girls, you know, as well. Like, it, it, it goes both sides. There's two sides to a coin. And, you know, you know you're know, you 16. You got to realize you got your whole life ahead of you. You don't have to be a celebrity right away. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, got, you can work towards your craft. You know, there's no cheat code for success. You know what I mean? Cheat code. You got to work, grind, devote yourself to whatever is your passion and what drives you. And whether in your lifetime or after your lifetime, people will take notice to what you have done. And the idea, I feel like a lot of these girls, you know, they make themselves available to people like him. If he is. That's probably the biggest thing, too, because there was actually a line in the song where he talked about how, you know, like he basically addresses the parents that had like accused of like brainwashing and stealing their children and he's he literally says like to them like don't be mad well i don't think he actually said don't you? but we're just gonna say he said don't, don't be, be mad. mad no pun that intended you brought your daughters to me for a check and you didn't get it but it's like bro that that kind of sounds like you're admitting that you have these women <laughs> like it's bad man, i'm telling you I mean, I mean, a lot of people get accused. I mean, they accuse Jay-Z for having an affair with Rihanna when she was young. You know, it, but it's not as propagated as such. But case in point, I feel like, you know, 
the parents have to take some responsibility. If R. Kelly's really involved in this, he has to take responsibility. Yeah. And the girls themselves. He took 19 minutes of responsibility, I believe. <laughs> I mean, that's no no bad deed goes unpunished, you know what I mean? Uh, it's, just, it's weird to me, man. It's just one of those situations where I'm just like, how... So like how many times can you just like poke your toe over the line before we're just like you know what dude seriously like it's enough but so you're still on your mute r kelly tour oh yeah i've been on it for a very long time so i guess we ain't gonna hear r kelly in this background I mean, music i hope it's not in the playlist i didn't make the playlist though but it should be like newer music and i don't think he's put out besides we, this 19 minutes we might hear the 90 minute drink. No, better not bro I'll be calling Spotify soon. <laughs> um, hello. But no, did they take off his music off Spotify? Or I think iTunes? they did. I think. Though honest, did. like personally, I don't agree with that. Absolutely, because I, I think like as much as like he, because it's all accusations, right? And at the same time, like he still does have fans. I don't think you should strip an artist completely of their things on based on accusations alone. Because that's a very slippery slope. Ain't the Cosby show still showing? Uh, no, I actually I think a lot of channels that did have reruns of the Cosby show took it down. But that's, I think that happened after he was convicted. I don't, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it happened after. But you know, it's, it's so stupid in a sense because like they do it in the hype of the moment. But I would not be surprised in 10 years we might see the Cosby show again. Oh no! Of course, you I, know I what think I mean? that'll happen too. So it's like, look, the biggest thing would be Bill passes away, and then most people would, because at the same time, like he's did a very fucked up thing to a lot of women, well, but allegedly, what he's done in the comedy world and what he's done through his celebrity and right. through his reach, he's actually helped a lot of people. There you go. You know, it's kind of like that thing that Dave Chappelle said in his special. It's like. He rapes, but he saves. It's like, not that mean, like I'm we downplaying have, the raping or anything, but, but it's like a, it's uh, that thing where it's like it's it's fucked what he did. And yeah, he should be getting all the shit he's getting for it. But then on the other end, there will be a point where we will go back to respecting the legacy of his craft, not course. him as a person, but what he was, what he did in comedy. But him as like, a person, it's unmatched. Him as a person is. I, I, even him as a person, I think he's a decent person. I just think he had, you know, jacked up ways if these are these allegations are true. Because even if you're convicted, that don't mean they're true. Like, let's be honest, right? I mean... Conviction does... If you're convicted to the get court system, that, but it, it doesn't mean that it's factual. I, I also look at it as one man's word versus 44 women's words. But, but how easy... Like, some... Like... They just play not devil's advocate, but let me ask you a very. Oh, I'm not playing devil's advocate. That's, that's fact. No, it's, no, but let me ask you a genuine. Like what? But let me ask you a genuine women? question. Let's say did this happen? We've seen this before, where people are wrongfully, wrongfully accused, and it's it's a situation where somebody's either gonna get their career revived, or they might get some fame. And nowadays, it's easy to jump on these things, especially through social media access to an outlet it's gonna it's gonna appear yeah I, i'm not saying that i get that but at the so same time my whole getting... thing is and my whole thing is it wasn't like one lady you know um you know accused him of this and she was hypothetically speaking here like she was from like northern quebec right 
and the next person to accuse him is from like Florida. And you know what I mean? Like this, they, all these women were in the same space. And for that story to travel, you know, and like we know it, we've heard other comedian make comment about his, you know, these things. I just find it unfortunate that, you know, that's the way he, he obviously he's going to remember it for it. Like whether or not. Well, look, I look at it like this and like you're saying, yeah, the story travels, obviously the story travels and, and majority of situations like but this it's where easy to get 40 women to agree to something no it's not a matter of 40 women agreeing to something or, or a, it's a, the fact that they have detailed accounts of everything that happened prior to the moment of when they black out and it's the fact that when they were all questioned separately not knowing who each other are that's impossible that they didn't know each other they at least knew another person like i'm not saying all 40 women know each other like and if, it came together the look, conspiracy if, if but, you have a serial rapist or a serial killer who's doing something, like it, it's somebody who has a serial activity, it's methodical. No, it's very. Well, that's not what I'm saying. But what, what I'm saying, saying is like is, it's not hard for them to have known each other and heard the story and then recanted it, or, or not recanted, but like recounted it when they're speaking or coming out. As but like, right, I'm one and of why these is there, but, but why is there not four of these charges? Well, why these? Wasn't more than ninety percent of these charges thrown out? And it's only three that's stuck. I believe there were a lot of settlements that were made, but the ones that actually went through were the ones who continued to keep fighting it. Because when you have somebody on his level or anybody who's on that type of level, the money you have, you can basically just bear down on somebody and scare them into not wanting to pursue it because they don't have the funding that you have to continue to pursue it. But then when you have a situation where it basically came back to life because of Hannibal Burris's joke, where, well, it wasn't even a joke. He just blatantly said it. Yeah, like, Bill Cosby's a rapist. And he was like, we all know it. Like, we know, we don't talk about it, but we know it. he's a rapist. And then it came back to the light. And those women who had been fighting it were like, you know what? We're going to go after it again. So now you have a situation where it's like, it comes back to the limelight. And those women who maybe didn't pursue it before are like, this is our time to do it because they see the two or three women who came together right. were like, this happened to us, we have to fight it as a group. And then the other women, seeing that these women came together, is like, we need to come together to fight this because we know if we try to do it on our own, he has the funding to bear down on us. And you saw, it's like, even when the first court happened and he appeals it because he has the funding to go at it again, he knew, like, I, I can keep at this if I choose to. So that's why when people say, oh, it's easy for a woman to just say this happened. Why would you, why would any woman in this type of situation want to portray this lifestyle on themselves when they know, like, they're not getting a check out of this. Like, they're not in any, like, these women didn't go in there and then get millions of dollars out of this. No, they did it because this is a guy who did something wrong. Period. I mean, um, like I said, to me, it will remain as allegedly uh, in the sense that no, it's not allegedly he's a convicted he's in i mean bro done. there's convicted murderers who never murdered anybody well you can choose to right but let's believe be, it didn't happen i'm not saying it didn't happen what i'm i, I want to distinguish facts from legalities he was convicted through a legal system and so you're saying it's not a it's not even possible fact that he did it is I, it is possible so, but that's why i look at it like why are you willing to die on this hill of it's allegedly even though we have 44 or 40 plus women i don't i don't buy into that but it's not it's not even a buy-in thing of course it is a buy-in thing 
Like at that point, uh, it, it's a matter of what. What? Let me you ask just, you a question. You're hearing it, and you're just what, no, what, like it's what, not enough. Like, like it's not enough. Like no, that's no, no, what you're that's, saying. No, what I'm saying is, and this is exactly my problem. You said pr previously a lot of women, well, not a lot, few women came out before and dropped it. Why didn't the public pick up on it? In what sense? Why didn't the public stand behind these women? All of a sudden, because there's 40, somehow it's more real, which is also in uh, an insult to the, the the woman who started it from initial from the initial point. But because I don't get what you mean by why didn't the public pick up on wh it? Why didn't the, like how so much people are like, oh well, he must have did it. There's 40 women now. He must have did it. So even if it was just one woman, you should have been. The they should have oh, had no, the same I, energy. If there's, and the public and look, did not I have that I same energy. I say this energy. for if it's one woman or if it's a group of women. Of you have to take every accusation seriously. Absolutely. But my point is, the public wasn't behind those few women in the Regardless beginning. Regardless of what the public was no, behind or not, that's right. not going to change the fact that you have to take these accusations seriously. I agree with you. But I'm just saying, now that there's 40, I'm not going to take it any way more serious than... But, okay, so... Understanding that, given that it's gone through trial and all testimonies are out there, all whatever available evidence is out there, and they decided to convict him, right. why are you still on this? Why are you still on this side where you're saying it's still allegedly? Hey, we have proof. For example, George Zimmerman murdered Trevon Martin. No, we're you, talking no, about. No, no, no hold on a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> he goes to the legal system, and they found him not guilty. So, to me personally. I leave that between God and him to deal with. Like, I'm not here to pass judgment on him. Like I said, if he did something like that, that's atrocious. And he will come to that day when he has to face. Okay, but in terms of Bill Cosby, what, what more needed to be done for you to say that he did it? Hey, if he admitted it and he said, I did it and I'm sorry, then I'd have to go with his word. But even at that, that's one man's word versus 40 plus people's word why is his one word more powerful to you than those 40 something people's it's word? not a concept of p uh, more powerful if someone openly admit to have done something wrong i have to go with them with their word so then if they openly say they didn't do it you're just gonna go with their word versus well, the 40 plus who are saying he did it bro a hundred people could say he did something but that's what but i'm just trying to understand why is his one word what needs to be for because you to none say of those yes none no. of those people produce facts it was all about allegations oh he did this and i woke up feeling like this did you go to the police no i didn't did they have rape rape kid do they have dna do they have anything no so i'm not just gonna go off that like I'm not all of them went but some of them did go to the police some of them did have rape kids which is why they were able to convict that's why i'm well, saying i, mean, I don't if, get no, no, why no, no. No, but if, one if they, word if, is but not no, enough but he was convicted by three trial. three different felony charges. True trial. Yeah. If they had evidence like that, didn't have no rape kit, didn't have no DNA on Bill Cosby, bro. But what I'm trying to say is, like, you're just, I want you're so hung up on the fact I that want solid, sometimes I want people solid, get wrongfully accused. I want solid proof, and that's it. That's what I, what I deal with. Because but your we, solid proof is the person who is being accused of the rape has to say they did it for you to be like in his case proof. in his case yes because there's no other D if there was dna findings of course i'd have to believe because it. i mean like we recently had one of the shooters who pled not guilty shooters to who like one of the uh 
I can't remember which, if it was the school in Florida. I think it's him. He, I, I'm not positive. I read the article quick, but pled not guilty to the school shooting. And so by your saying, mm-hmm. his word. Absolutely not. It's stronger than, but I'm just trying to understand because like. Because now, no, no. Okay, well, look, let's, if you're going to, for example, him, they're going to have videotape. They're going to have the his the shirt that he had on, the pants that he had on, they're going to have gunpowder residue. There's going to be solid, irrefutable evidence that's going to come forth that even if he wants to lie and say he didn't do it, there's enough proof there that regardless of what he said is there. You can't, there's no denying that. Uh, you get I'm, what I'm saying? I'm not arguing the fact that, yeah, some people do get wrongfully accused and convicted. I'm not arguing that at all. Right. I'm just looking at it as I don't understand how one person's word after going through trial against 40 plus people's word where people are siphoning through all the information, right. all the testimonies, uh-huh. like the whole service, right. that that one person's word is still stronger. It's not a concept of stronger because when you go through or the reliable, court, essentially, it, it's not neither is the, the word. It's not about Bill Cosby because this could have been anybody else. You know what I mean? This could have been Larry King, right? This could have been anybody. My thing is, if you're going to accuse somebody, have solid, irrefutable evidence. That's all I'm asking for. Hmm. And when you're making accusation as such where it's tarnished somebody's legacy, you know, it could break up. Like, not, I don't think it break up his family at this point, but like it creates a crazy, you know, a crazy frenzy in the, the, in the media world. Like, you're doing damage to somebody. You should have irrefutable evidence, point blank, period. I think you did enough damage to those 40-plus uh, women. So. Well, we all, we could believe. What, I, we, we have a right to believe. I'm just saying, in a case like that, it's also hard for me to believe. I, I, I Like, I've never been a victim of rape, so I can't say. But, you know... These, some of these women went on and have been married three, four times, have family. I'm not saying that that means they don't have trauma or nothing. I'm just saying from a person looking at it, my question to myself is how were you able to cope with that for so long? And now it's like the major deal. Like it's, it's like, it's like you can no longer live. Well, look, no, it's not even a matter of no longer live. It's now you see that something that you had no choice but to let go of because this person was too powerful for you to go after at the time. Now that you see there's a window of opportunity to get retribution and get basically correct a wrong that was done onto you. Right. Now's your chance to do it. Right. You know, because it's similar to like what was happening with Harvey Weinstein. Right. Where he was doing this for so many years. So many people didn't say anything because he was just that powerful of a person. Right. But then a window of opportunity opened up when a group, a group of women basically told what was going on. And but said, they also and have very solid proof of what he did. But that's my thing. It's and like, that's my point. It's so the window of opportunity that presents but, but itself the whole where you point can is, do it. The whole keyword in your statement is opportunity. And some people are opportunistic in the sense that uh, they will, um, you know, seize that moment where they would be like, hey, let me jump on it. I knew Bill Cosby back in there or I knew Person X back in the day. Uh, let me go with the claim. You know, eventually might throw some money my way. Their goal is maybe some of these 40 women is not necessary for them to go to jail, but they wanted a check out of it. You know what I mean? So that's my whole point. My whole point is if you're going to come. Even with like that check, like obviously I don't know if any of them got a check out of it. 
I'm assuming they didn't. I mean, who knows? Because usually if you're getting it checked, it, it wouldn't have gone through all this whole trial thing. Like, it would have been settled. But like, it they didn't go to trial. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I think a large amount what, of those... for Cosby? Right. It's only, he only went to trial for three... Yeah. So that's what I mean. Yeah, for that. So the other... Yeah, because all the other ones that no, like the thirty-eight of them, what happened? They took, I believe, like they were part of like their testimonies were used as well. But even some of these, like even you re you read some of the reports, some of their testimony change over a period of time. If you question them after the third time, their stories start having holes, or what they said in the first interview didn't match. You know what I mean? I'm not saying there's not real victims in this by no well, shot. No, like, even with that, like it's. Obviously, for legal reasons, they want your story to be the same every single time you tell it. But, I mean, how many times have you told a story that you know very well that you haven't said it the exact same way each I time? I understand that. Hey, I'm just saying what detectives are saying yeah, and what, no, what exactly. people are reporting. It's, are like the, it's the pressure thing, you know? It's like we're sitting you down. We're going to ask you, like, 20 questions, and all of them are the exact same question, but we're asking you it 20 times yeah. because they want you to say something different. And then the second you do, you're discredited. You know, it's that it's that type of way that they go about it. And obviously, like, it's a shitty thing to do, but... It is shitty. If that's their purpose happens. and their goal, it's very shitty. I don't think people should be treated like that. And again, I, I really think any man who is out there taking advantage of a woman is a scumbag and should be punished. By no means me saying what I said earlier about Bill Cosby so, somehow support the abuse of women. It would be quite ignorant, considering that I have three sisters and a lovely mother. <laughs> that I support these I just hope of being a human being is enough and it doesn't matter about your siblings no but I'm just saying obviously <laughs> a human obviously I don't I, I, as a human as well but to me personally like I just my honest feelings like when you come at somebody with those type of accusations you need to have irrefutable evidence hey I'm so. I'm 100% with you on that like no. I any type of situation where accusations are thrown yeah you do need proof you need to have something that has some type of bearing right. so that and honestly, in but, the judicial system... Yeah, it's like system, I said, like you, you got to take the accusation seriously, but at the same time, like right. you got to have something that can... Right, and in the judicial be... system, what I do believe needs to happen is when someone makes such a claim, you should have no recourse of settling. Zero. Well, and that, what I was saying with that as well, is it goes back to just the fact of if you're in a position where, yeah, you want to fight it tooth and nail, but it doesn't you don't matter have about the tooth resources. And nail. I don't even think. I no, think but honestly, like when you look at and when it comes to legal fees, when it comes to fighting these cases, right. a lot of times people won't get paid out if they win until it's over. I agree. But what I'm saying with this type of situation, I think we need to have whether organization or some sort of system in place where some predator is not going to get off because of their financial resources unfortunately in america it's but i'm just saying you know <laughs> like if if they're making this about like the whole me too movement should incorporate stuff like this a bunch of lawyers willing to work for the justice of women pro bono pro, not pro bono per se but you know in a way that it's not about money and and like the victim doesn't have to worry about if their pockets are as deep as their as their abusers you know what i mean because yeah. i think there were uh like maybe early early on there were a few lawyers that were saying they would take it on like if if there were women who had stories or knew of somebody who did something right. and they wanted to like actually pursue it, that they were going right, to take on cases let's be honest you know uh in the bill cosby case the harvey weinstein case the russell simmons case these are celebrities we're talking about 
on both sides, Even right? The Terry Crews situation. That yeah, it's celebrities on both sides. What I'm, what my concern is, is for the little girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whose uncle, a family friend, been doing that to? You know what I mean? Or a, 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 a teacher or someone in power over her in some space yeah, or in time. Majority for most people when these things happen it's somebody that they know no, yeah. it's somebody that's close proximity who has access to them who they felt comfortable being around so when it happens a lot of times it's they don't know how to react to, to it. it right you know like somebody that you love and trust like unfortunately where you have these things where it's like an, an uncle or or an older relative taking or an aunt of, let's keep it 100 huh or an aunt you know yeah, what I mean? no, not I'm just saying like an older relative right, you know that's I mean? taking advantage of a younger one. Yeah. In these cases, like the young one obviously is, doesn't feel like what, in a lot of cases, won't know that what's happening is wrong and shouldn't be happening. And they don't know how to go about. Exactly. You know I mean, these are resources that I think the Me Too movement should cover. And if they're covering it, you know, I support it 110%. Because all these things are, you know, set in motion by these celebrities. But, you know, I don't know what the statistic is, but I would not be surprised that it, you know, every day at least five women in this world get raped. I'm sure it's a lot higher. Definitely a lot higher than that. I'm sure it is. And a one lot is higher. too much. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure in North America alone, it's not even a matter of like a number you could pick. It's more like seconds or minutes. Wow. Like every two minutes or every three minutes it happens. Yeah. Like, it's, it'd be more like that. Yeah. As Tyler said, it's probably around like eight seconds, which, yeah. Yeah. Which wouldn't? It's ridiculous to think, yeah. but yeah, it's scary. It's not ridiculous. It's scary. It's scary. You know what I mean? Because like you know, men are victim as much as not as much as women, but you know, men also experience these type of situation as well. And for anybody to have to live through that, I assume because I know if that was ever happened to me, I'm sure I'll be traumatized for the rest of my yeah. life. And my but life, even as in I that, know like, it. It would the, not be the, the same. The mere traumatization of it is why a lot of people don't even speak up about it. And I see, which I, is I, why I a lot that. of these people get away with it is because like you're you're thinking of like you're doing something that essentially you're taking somebody's agency away from them, like completely leaving them powerless and hitting them in the most vulnerable way you could possibly do it. Most definitely. So for them, like the shock of it all is enough to like make them fearful turtle up like just not know how to go about dealing with it and a lot of times the best way that they feel to deal with it is to pretend it never happened so yeah do you want to say it like do you want to just jump on the mic and say it okay because like basically tyler just looked it up and he was saying how basically in the u.s it's what every 60 1.3 women are raped every 60 seconds in the united states and in south africa yeah, in South Africa alone, one woman every 26 seconds is raped. That is sick. So those two countries alone, in less than a minute, you're getting at two women More raped than, yeah, yeah. every 30 seconds. Just from those two countries alone. And I mean, even on this line, like I remember this week, there was a story of a group of men from India who raped a nine-year-old girl. I don't know if you heard about that. I heard, I was looking for like an actual like article of it because I couldn't find one. Yeah. But yeah, like I heard about that, like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, you know, like, yeah, and it, it's so sad because, like, you, I hear so much about, like, you know, women going to school and they get pulled off the bus and then a group of guys, you know, and I'm just like, bro, like, not even to get explicit with you, oh, but really? like, you know, when you're, 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 you and your girl, like, 
you know, you might want it, but your girl might not be in the mood. Like, that's not even fun. Like, I don't even no, want to have that. Much less someone who is literally fighting you off them. Like, yeah. Like, the second, like, you're maybe, like, kissing your girl's neck and she gives you, like, that little like, shoulder, shoulder, like, yeah, push yeah, you like, off. Get like, off no. <laughs> and it's like, all right, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, another cold shower. It's just okay, rub babe. one out quick and, you know, like, what yeah, else am I going like, to fucking you do? You kind of get it, you know? So you know? I, and I feel bad, like, you know, because I, I come back, I'm like, babe, listen, I wasn't trying to force it, the issue. Yeah, because we're decent human beings. <laughs> I would love to believe that a lot of us are decent, man. It's sad to think Granted, that, yeah. that there's people out there, especially the victims, man. And they have to live with this. You know, and I'm sure the recourses that women in like westernized world have in terms of these situations I could imagine a girl in India or even South Africa. Do they have access to those same resources? Probably not. I highly doubt it. You know what I mean? Yeah, Pretty man, crazy. Fuck to think about, man. Just and like the crazy thing too is like, like for women, like obviously us as men, like we can't even begin to fathom like the mentality of like just living as a woman goes. But knowing like that type of statistic, where it's like every minute in America a woman's getting raped. I'm not surprised that like the fears women have on just their day-to-day lives. Like walking at night, dude, I'm six foot five, black. You know, I'm not like the biggest dude, but I have a build to me. So if I'm walking in the street and like, I'm a fast walker. Like, you know, yeah, you gotta like, tell me like dude, shit. I walk, fuck, like I like to get from point A to point B as fast as possible, especially when I'm walking. And let's say I'm walking on a sidewalk and like, I'm catching up to like a woman that's ahead of me. I can't tell you how many times I've literally like walked in the street just to make the woman feel, feel comfortable. comfortable. I've done that before because it's like I don't want her at any point to just like freak out because tall black dudes walking really quickly towards me, and especially like in this day and age too, where like everybody got like a headphone in while yeah. like, listening to their music or whatever. You know, it's most definitely. like I've literally like in the middle of the street, like I will take those steps over oh and definitely walk by and then literally walk right back on the side because it's just like that idea of like i don't want to make you, you feel, feel like i will inconvenience myself Absolutely. to make you feel a bit more comfortable at like 11 o'clock at night on this dark ass street oh hell yeah you know and like that that's like the little service i can do but at the same time like there was a situation i remember when it's probably back in may me and my good friend leanne like we were we had went I met her up with her downtown. We were partying. Like, it was, like, during Mural Fest. Okay. So, like, we're basically, like, you know what? Like, we're leaving Mural Fest. We both live, like, in the same area. So, we're, like, let's catch the night bus together. So, we get on the night bus. Like, we're both, like, chilling, talking about our nights because, like, we just essentially met up to leave. Because, I mean, girl going home at night. Let me. Oh, yeah. We're going the same way. I'll go with you. you. Might as well. So, on the night bus now, like, there's, like, a group of, like, maybe two or three girls are, like, sitting, like, not too far away from us. Then, like, this older dude gets on the bus, looks a bit intoxicated, and literally, like, he sits down in a place where, like, he can literally, like, stare right at the girls, and the whole time he's just sitting there staring at them. Like, me, I saw when he came in just because, like, his walk, like, you know how I am. Like, if something looks uneasy, like, I'm, like, laser-focused on it. So I'm laser-focused on this drunk older guy, like, staring at these girls that are, like, couldn't be any older than, like, 2022 you know like around that age so at one point one of the girls is like addresses she goes uh can you please stop staring at us like you're making us feel very uncomfortable so like at that point i'm like all right let's see what happens so he basically looks like 
oh, what the fuck is your problem, you ugly bitch? And I'm like, this dude's like at least at the earliest 50 years old. Wow. Like could at be the their early, father, literally. Literally could be their father. He was like, I'm not staring at you. I'm not staring. Like he starts like yelling. And he's like, and she's like, look, I don't want to argue. I don't want to fight. It's just you're making us feel good. Like she's being like way more polite than she actually yeah, needs, she needs to, to be, be, you know? So at a point he stands up. So right when that happens, like, and keep in mind, like, I'm at Mirofest, so I have been drinking, I'm a little bit tipsy. I see him get up, the first thing, like, I just stood up, and you know how, like, the buses are, like, they have the steps? Went right to the steps, so I'm, like, beside where the girls are, I'm like, dude, either sit down and get the fuck off the bus, but don't you dare come any closer to these girls. It's like, I've seen you since you got in this bus, you're drunk, you're what, and you've been staring at them the whole time. They ask you to stop staring at them, respect that, you're old enough to be their fucking father, stop fucking staring at them. So then he starts swearing at me. He's like, oh, fuck you. Mind your business now. I was like, no, like, this is my business yeah. now. Because what the they, fuck? Like, yeah, these are three, you're... like, 20-year-old girls that are just literally trying to get home. Right. But not, not even that. Just the way he, even the way he chose to handle the situation yeah. was piss like, poor. One, you know you're in the wrong. Two, when you're getting called out on being on the wrong, your first thing is to get aggressive and attack the women. So it's like and you know that, berate like, them. things like you know that. I mean? Yeah, you're you're calling them out their name. You're berating them, and now you're getting aggressive to the point where like you're getting out of your seat and walking towards them. And like thankfully at that point too, like when I was going out, the bus driver like pulled over the bus and told the guys like come to the front here and sit or get off because he like we all got in before that guy, so he's like they've all been good until you got in here. Nothing was going on. So right when that happened, like the dude just got off the bus and left. But it's like, dude, like, shit like that. Like, you can't even, like, go on a bus. But not only that, like, the whole thing is, I'm looking at, wait, wait, as you're telling the story, I'm visualizing it. And I'm like, how different of a story would it have been if it was one of that girl? Because I've been on night buses before. I know what those buses are like. Yeah. At some point, you might be one and with another person yeah, alone like, literally. for, like, 20, 30 yeah. minutes. And so I could imagine if it was just one of those girls and him alone, you not present. Like, you knows? understand the discomfort that must be? Yeah. And, like, even wow. in that situation, too, where it could have just been one and one. Yeah. He probably would have sat closer to her. Of course. So that makes it even worse. Like, and, but reaction the, Also, time. too, she would have had no no way of speaking up. I think she spoke up because, you know, she was in the hair. Other people was in her hearing, right? People yeah. could, you know, people were aware. Their well, vi- I think just with her friends alone, because it's like, it's three girls, one guy. So... That in itself, you feel like if anything, we have each other. Yeah. But even at that, it's it's that fear of knowing like you have to address it. But then even in addressing it, you're putting yourself in a position where Where you're in danger. Injuring yourself, yeah. Even if there's people around, because how many times have we seen like just videos that pop on the internet where people are arguing and everyone's just sitting there doing absolutely nothing about it, and there's that one person who has the fucking camera. Yeah. You know, like how many times does that happen? So. Obviously, I'm not one of those people that pulls out my camera and is like, oh, shit, let's see what the fuck goes down. Like, no, like, uh... I'm looking at it like, <laughs> dude, you're being a fucking pervert. Yeah. Sit your old ass down or get the fuck off the bus. Uh, no, I, I, I wouldn't <laughs> even go as far as saying he was being perverted, but at this point, you're being disrespectful. Yeah, completely You know what I mean? I'm not going to go, because calling someone a pervert is a bit far, but clearly disrespectful. I can call him for it because I saw the way he... Understandably yeah. so, but like, <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to lie. I've been, you know, we've been both in situations where we're like, yo, she's pretty. Maybe we're not in the right state of mind. We might look a little too long. But the point, the case in point is when you're called out for it, respect somebody enough to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I wasn't staring at you. I'm a little drunk. 
and yeah. my mind's you know I'm not At even least paying be attention. Like, but honest enough to but realize he you, only you made the he only reacted that way because I believe of guilt. You know what I mean? Oh, of course, he knew he was wrong. <laughs> no, he knew what he he, he, he got knew caught. He was wrong. He knew he got <laughs> Come caught. On, he was like, yeah, man. man. You gonna make me? But look. I mean, like, it's not even like he was trying to hide it or anything. Like, dude was, like, how I'm sitting here looking at you. Like, he was sitting down on that seat looking at them. Wow. Like blatant. But it's like I'm just bringing that story just like as an example of how, even in those type of settings where there are other people around, women are still at risk from like the aggressive nature oh, of some men. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. You know, and it's that that type of understanding of like. When I talk to like my male friends and when it comes to things like this, I'm always like, look, at the end of the day, just check your actions first. Oh, hell yeah. Check your actions first. We're all first. responsible for our own yeah. actions. Because if you're, especially like when people are like, oh, but what did you do to make him do that? No, that that's the worst way to react. If you did something wrong, it's because you did something wrong. It's not because of what they did to allow you to do something wrong. Like, no. No, That's I'm not immediately it, 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 To me, the whole notion, it comes down to self-reflection. Yeah. And I think the, the idea of it's easy to be like, I did this because I was under the influence or you kicked me or you did this. We all have restraint. We all have the yeah. ability to not necessarily walk away, but we all have, or at least I believe that we all have the ability to say, you know what? This ain't where I'm, I'm trying to take this right now. Oh, exactly. And, you know, it's best for me to remove myself, and that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it, it just simply that. And I, I think the biggest problem, too, is, like, just so many men have, have that inflated ego. Right. That the second you call them out for doing something that's wrong, it's the ego that attacks right away, and it's not even the rationale or, or the reason. You Most know, definitely. like, they just look at it as, oh, you're disrespecting me, so I immediately have to disrespect you back. Right. It, it's it's crazy it really is a crazy crazy cr and you know it's funny because people are even more likely to behave this way in the era of like social media where we all got cameras people are more willing to be reckless not i don't say call it reckless but they're they're they very open yeah exactly with these type of behavior and that's why i said from the from the top of our conversation r kelly is doing all in his power to become relevant again Ugh. And I think, like, a woman or anybody being abused against their will or their desire is not a laughing matter. It's not something we need to hypothesize, you know, or, you know, make fun of it or make light of a situation. Cause, no, definitely not. Definitely you know, not. especially teach one, teach one, man. Yeah, especially with his background. As much as I like to give the benefit of the doubt to people, but, you know, him, like, he knows right now is not the time to be poking the bear and he's just poking away. I feel like that's the issue. Cause I mean like if he didn't do these little things that feed into the allegations. Right. Then it honestly it'd be more of a non issue. But let's be it's honest. Like people would say it's like, but where's the proof? Right. You know, but then when you can literally dissect his mannerisms, him calling himself the Pied Piper, like him writing a song with a woman he eloped with who was 15 years old called aging nothing but like there's so many like throughout the years things you've done that it's like you're doing this to yourself at this point like it's not even us it's but you. also i feel like like i actually like the top of the top of the the, 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 the segment 
Like, how many kids between even 20 to 13 to 20 know R. Kelly for his musical ability? Very, very few. Very few. Very even few. I'll go far as 25. They'll be like, uh, isn't that the, the pervert guy? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he's more known for being a, a deviant in that yeah. sense than an actual artist. And so I think this is his way of, of, of gaining, you know, some sort of notoriety. You know what I mean? And play, Which play. is weird to me because, like, dude has days worth of music. He's still touring. And, like, surprisingly selling out some of those tours. You, you think if we bring R. Kelly to Montreal, we're going to have a tour sold out? I'm just with you, bro. Yo, you got your goddamn mind. Hey, you <laughs> tell me right now. Sold there out? It's a bunch. It will be sold out. R. Kelly come to Montreal? Sold out. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Depends where, where is he doing it? The Metropolis? Bro, it doesn't uh, matter. It could be a public <laughs> park, bro. He, he ain't selling out Bell Center, that's for sure. I don't think a lot of artists sell out Bell Center like that. I mean, unless you're Celine Dion or some shit. <sighs> Celine Dion? She's doing dailies in Las Vegas, bro. Right. Yeah, I mean... She sold out nine days straight to Bell Center. Dog, she's nine appearances or ten or whatever. But I'm just crazy, saying, bro. He would sell out any small venue, and if he in a big venue, he will attract no, yeah, more I than half. I can see it. I can see him selling out a you small know. venue, or at least bringing it close to capacity. No, he would sell it out, bro. I just because I feel like a lot of people in our generation too. Excuse me, had to burp. Sorry. Yeah, I feel a lot of people in our generation too are on where we are right now where it's like yeah we we remember the music we like it but at the same time we just feel so uncomfortable with everything we know of r kelly but you know it's funny because i feel like it, you and i are more rational individual where the hype don't really get to us yeah no. whereas a lot of people the fact that he's this way right now is attractive that they'll be like i want to be there he might he he gonna do something crazy. I don't wanna I wanna catch that video. It's gonna be the elusiveness of that is gonna what gonna draw people to him. And to be at his shows. And obviously you have the lo the the loyal fans who like him from day one and, yeah, and they separate R. Kelly the person from R. Kelly the artist. Even though, you know, his Which song. for me these days I, I just find for anybody that's such a hard thing to do. But I mean also too, like don't forget, like when you when you're R. Kelly and when you're talking about like 90s music a lot of it was like written from a creative perspective yeah so you know now like bro like i feel like even at that like if we were like because both of us like we're r&b heads like we right. we love r&b especially like if we go back to like the 90s or 2000s right if we were to literally like just completely omit anything r kelly touched impossible there's, there's what nothing do you, what do you, you're feeding on bones yeah all the substances like the gone. amount of music and artistry he's he's had a hand in working with you know what i mean working on yeah it's immense like there's i literally full projects and right. artists and groups that we've never if heard our, of if rb if rb was with. to be described as a a full body human body r kelly's either the eyes or you know i would say he's more of the mind mind He's something very important that if you're if you lose it, you're not the same. Yeah. Like it's that crazy. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's it's essentially what I was saying with Bill Cosby. It's right. like as the person, 
he does he gets this scrutiny but as the legacy goes it will still be respected for what it was right you know like when it comes to r kelly the reason i don't listen to him is because i need that clear-cut understanding because it just it doesn't feel right for me that's I all mean, i mean i'm not gonna but lie. i in no way shape or form can deny the legacy of r&b and what he's done no. i personally i'm one of those people that you know like music for me is is a it's almost like time capsules right it brings me back to a particular part in my life and i'm not gonna lie i'll be running snake sometimes fiesta you know you know summertime come right you gotta get that fiesta music up Dude, i literally have not I'm not going to lie. So I'm going to listen to his music. Am I going to support anything he's doing now in terms of trolling and all this? Absolutely not. And at the end of the day, if he was to be convicted, I mean, like, because Bill Cosby was, you know, and that's another thing too. Like none of the women he ever worked with from what I know, especially like on the Cosby show came out to say they were victims of his. Right. And I feel like it doesn't like the Cosby show. We know it. It's like, a, a, a very it's a very idealistic way of looking at a black family yeah right and there's some lessons there that are very important that that and i don't i don't think him as a I mean, person he was he was a gynecologist right <laughs> the wife was a lawyer i think or so. a teacher a teacher or a lawyer i want to say lawyer because it just sounds better <laughs> let's go with it but you remember Alicia, what he was, though. Alicia Rashad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Still Yo, she's bad. in that new Drake video, bro. In my feelings. Really? Her and Lala. Word. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's actually pretty good. But I'm just saying, there's so <laughs> much There's so much lessons that I learned as a person watching these episodes that even if he was to be, you know, in prison for the rest of his living days... I don't think I would say, like, I'm not going to show my kid this because of who he was. Because at the end of the day, like, the lesson is for what I want my kid to gain from the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, just like just like I said, like, music, you know, if if I was to, to, if I was to right now turn on, like, It's Going Down, you know, by Young Jock, mm -hmm. you, it's going to make you time travel back to your... You know them days, you, live, bro. You know, days that we were wild, right? Like so, bring back like, them Dawson days. So you know what I mean? Like it, it's something that you know. Obviously, moving forward, anything that pertained to his that lifestyle of his, obviously, I'm not supporting it. It's, it's I think it's atrocious, but you know what I mean. Hey man, he's gonna get bite though. Keep poking the bear, he's gonna get bite. Eventually, he will. I I just feel like at this point. I don't get why he keeps bringing it to the light. But I, and I don't mean when I say get bite, oh, he's going to go to prison or whatnot. No, I think at that, no, nah, I don't even, he would have to do something very severe for no. it all to come tumbling down at this point. Oh, bro, he could go and literally get the wrong 15-year-old or the if it, that's what he's doing uh, or somebody posting. I mean, I hope he's not. I hope so, too. Like, even if he did it in the past. Bro, what's that show that was on? Don't uh, be doing it now. What, what What's that show on ABC? Which show? There's so many shows the on one ABC. Where, the, one, <laughs> the one where... It's not on ABC. Uh, maybe not on ABC, but it's that show where... 
Chris, what's his name? Chris something. And he like literally lures. Oh, uh, to catch a predator. <laughs> catch a predator. <laughs> Why don't you have a seat? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have so many beers? Oh, it was for me. Okay, people listening, if, if you don't know what To Catch a Predator is, hit pause right now. Go on YouTube. Search To Catch a Predator. They have, I'm quite sure they have many episodes on there, but they even have like a greatest moments list. Oh, yeah. I remember there was one moment where this little girl, she's like, the one who's like bringing the predator in, you know? right? The guy comes in, he has like cookies and like juice and shit. He was like, "Okay, I'm gonna like go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. Make yourself comfortable." It's like sh- the little girl leaves the room. I know what you're talking and about. And the dude gets butt, butt naked. naked. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, "No, the fuck, he did it." And you're sitting on the stool, right? Yeah, in the <laughs> kitchen. <laughs> and he's just sitting there, just like chilling. And then like, <laughs> comes out and just like. <laughs> like he looked at him like what the fuck <laughs> and he had a weird story too right Yo. he had a weird story as to why he was there dog it was so messed up um, but yeah like seriously people like I said hit pause again we don't condone predatorial behavior no this show is good because it's we're catching them motherfuckers the predators get caught exposed yeah like they were they were after them man like getting them in chat rooms and everything like basically making them Baiting come them to out. the house yeah. and yeah bait them out and, and, it's ca- so and like there was like a full-on like team of people that would work when to- they would try to like run away like the bush the guy would become the bush. alive <laughs> <laughs> yo <laughs> but it's also crazy because like that, I remember one time I was watching an episode, and I don't know where it was, but let's just say a guy traveled three days to meet a thirteen-year-old boy. Oof. Three days, I was like, "You sick!" You know what I mean? Like, it, it, where's crazy people out here? And I think R. Kelly, if you're poking at it, man, it's not right. Cause yeah, it might bring you cloud. People might be like, "Oh, talking about you." I don't know what cloud you be trying to find. With but that I mean, shit. right now, nowadays, negative. Is as good as positive. No. Bro, trust me. Not like it used to be. No. Not like it used to be. Because at the same time we're living in this culture of like we're canceling shit. So like you gotta you gotta No no, I agree. But listen to very like cautious. Right, but I'm talking I'm talking a person like R. Kelly, where he his career in terms of the public eye has been non existent. All well, mostly said, negative, yeah. Right, not like negative, but within the last ten years, he hasn't done anything. Even it's the like last fifteen. Tour. Yeah, all he does right? is going. So tour. all of a sudden now he does this this nineteen minute video or song, whatever it is. Song, yeah. ABC want to interview him. CNN want to interview him. Mark Stewart want to do it sixty minutes. This, that, and the third. Yeah. It's generating revenue, and it may be bad, but some people care only about their pockets, yeah. and that's what I'm talking about. Like. If he has a purpose of doing it and it's to generate revenue, it's sick. It's a sick, twisted mind that he has. No arguments here, bro. Hey, Fucking that God. was enough of uh, enough for him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was a deep dive I wasn't expecting. Neither was I. <laughs> I had other ideas until <laughs> I already cracked some jokes about Takashi and all this shit. But I mean, no, that's. I didn't no, see sometimes video you gotta yet. get into these like darker, deeper, more necessary conversations. Oh, man. I think it's a necessary conversation, man. Like our audience is of that, you know, age and that yeah. you know what I mean? Like 
I think this is a conversation that other people need to have when you sit down with your buddies. You know what I mean? You sit down with your girls. These are real conversations. Like have real conversations. Have conversations about accountability. And, yeah. and like there's one thing like I, I always stress, like I was saying how talking to your friends, telling them to take control of their actions, but at the same time, as a friend, as a real friend, right? if you know you have a person in your life who you consider close to and you see them doing shit, as a friend, you don't allow them to do fucked up shit. As a friend, you should be checking them on right. that fucked up shit. And trust me, if you have a friend that always encourage everything you want to do, that ain't your that, friend. That ain't your friend, because... That is not your friend. <laughs> People friend. need, like, honestly... They're usually the person that has the camera out waiting for you to do some fuck shit. You know what I mean? Not only just that, like, a lot of people heard, who you hear say, oh, I just want you to be happy. It's all emotional base. You know what I mean? Yes, obviously, I want my friends to be happy. But if being happy, I want them to be happy genuinely and on a long-term basis, yeah. not just in the moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, you just got to choose the right people to be around, man. No doubt. Honestly, we are the, the company we keep. So. All right. Any final thoughts? Well, I feel like that was a final thought for you. Oh, that was a final thought. I mean, you know, like I said, stay positive. And that does include your, the people around you, you know, and don't take, I, and I hear this all the time. Like if your friend tell you this is a bad idea, they're not a hater. Ask them why gain an understanding as to why they think it's a bad idea. Nowadays, I feel like if you go against the grain or you're telling somebody not to do something they want to do, you're a hater, you're everything negative. Yeah. I feel like people just don't like getting criticism anymore, but the only way to grow as a person is if you get criticism. The only way to become a better person and a better you is if the things that you're doing wrong get checked and you get evaluated and you get told about. Right. Because for me, like if I'm doing something that is affecting the people around me negatively, I need to know that so I can correct Or it. even affecting yourself negatively. Exactly. Because sometimes I could be hurting myself. And you're just not aware. And yeah. Like because like things become habits at times i might notice not notice that the habit that i have is hurting myself and, right. and bothering the people around me so i need that honesty from the people who yeah. say they care about me absolutely it, it really is something like this whole concept of haters and are you fake or you this or you that like again give people the opportunity for them to explain why they say what they said yeah. understanding is greater than anything else yeah you know what I mean? And it's a great opportunity to learn. Either you could teach that person something. Maybe they misunderstood why you, why you want to do it. And so they'd be like, oh, shoot, I never thought of it that way. Exactly. It's a moment to learn. You know what I mean? And that's all I could say. Like, I've, I've seen a situation. I will not talk about it because any description, I don't want to feel like a bad person. We talk about it off air. We, we could. <laughs> but, like, really and truly, choose your friends wisely. That you, we always get hurt by the people closest to us. Yeah. And the only time we get hurt is when we're not selective of those people. Because me and Matt's been boys almost close to 12 years now. Yeah, about 12, 13. And we've never gone to an argument. And if we so. did get into an argument, we end up getting yeah, you know, a laughter out of it yeah, like, like five our, minutes later. Our arguments are just like black people talking loud. Like <laughs> <laughs> and, we all, and he could tell you, like, this is the reason why we started the podcast. Because... 
without these mics, we'd be still having these conversations. Oh, yeah. Like, we, we have These conversations time, still exist. Either in my basement or at a pub. Yeah, like, we just matter. want, like, we only start this podcast so we could share this and at least hopefully spark a conversation exactly. in, in other people's personal and like, and, life. And at the end, it's like I said, like, each one to teach one because if you have these examples that we can give to the people and, and get you guys thinking because obviously you guys at home are having these conversations in your circles at least right. i hope you guys are where you're getting perspective and not just essentially being in a situation i just hit myself in the face <laughs> <laughs> not being in a situation where essentially it's like one opinion is everyone's opinion yeah like i feel like you need to have those clashing of ideas and you need to have those people who are really going to just be on either side or not necessarily like both sides type of thing but knowing that you can get perspectives that are not your own that can help you grow absolutely and like we were saying when it comes to like how the whole men's situation towards women and how we've made changes in our lives to make the women that we interact with on a daily basis or even if it's that one action of i'm trying to pass you on a sidewalk to make their lives better but we've come to this place because We've had these conversations Absolutely. and we've been told the things that have been distressful and or we've seen oh, definitely. what First, can happen when we've when seen sh- it firsthand. Yeah. I can tell you that much. But it's it's always about this sharing of information. And the only way that happens is if you have these discussions and yeah. you talk to the people around. And you. I mean, I always tell people like it's all the wisest person doesn't learn from his or her failures. They learn from the failures of others. No. And I'm and I'm referring this to a conversation I had earlier this week. The notion of let me make my mistake is the most ignorant statement I've ever heard. If you could avoid yourself a heartbreak or misery or drama just by listening, do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? The idea that you have to make a mistake to learn from it is quite foolish. So again, like I always say, stay positive. Stay happy. Protect that mental health, man. Yeah. Let's close this out. All right, guys. Well, hopefully next week we get an interesting, another interesting episode for you guys. We'll see because uh, we got to figure out when we're going to be recording because we're not going to be able to do it on a regular Friday night. But we'll work that out for you guys. We'll make sure no matter what, we'll have something for you, even if we got to record it on an iPhone. There you go. (laughs) But I want to thank you guys for listening to this great conversation we just had. And honestly, like, if you take anything away from this, the one thing I want you guys to walk away with is to just keep having these type of conversations so that we can spread knowledge, spread that information, and and basically make our lives a bit better through the simplest of acts of just that understanding of being in control of what we do. As and being considerate. You know and being I mean? considerate. So... So, this is the Don't Be Mad podcast. I don't think I got to go through the list of ways you can reach us. We're on everything, yeah. except for SoundCloud. That's it. Yeah. But you can reach us on all those platforms that you listen to your podcast. And tell a friend, tell a family member, tell your pets. Don't we Be out. Mad podcast. Thanks for listening. Share it out, people. We out. Peace. <laughs>